0: Welcome to Journal Talk, a weekly podcast about journal writing for passion, clarity, and purpose.
1: Passion. Reignite that passion for the things and people you care about most.
0: Clarity. Discover who you are and what you really want.
1: Purpose. Get to the heart of life's issues to remember your divine purpose.
0: And now, here's your host of Journal Talk, Nathan Oren.
2: Hello, and welcome to episode 48 of Journal Talk, the free weekly podcast that features tips, tools, and techniques to inspire your best journal writing. My name is Nathan Oren, and for those of you who are new to the show, this is a special welcome, and it's also a little disclaimer. This is not your typical episode of Journal Talk. For one thing, I have a special guest that you're going to hear from Soon, her name is Joan Port. She's a dear friend, someone who makes me laugh, someone who makes me think, and someone I truly respect, but she's not like most of the guests that I've had on this show, and I'll tell you why in just a moment. First, I'd like to offer up a quick journal prompt. It may not be quick, but we'll see. You know, we talk a lot about passion, clarity, and purpose being the theme of this show, but it's not often that I actually Offer up some material about purpose, you know, reaching your life's purpose or understanding, you know, in in the words of Eric Maisel, you may have more than one purpose in your life. It could be passion, clarity, and purposes. So it's okay to have more than one purpose. And, you know, purposes change from time to time, you know, the reasons for things. And one of the things that we do often in uh, a new year. Or on your birthday, especially if it's a milestone birthdays, you know, take the time to get a little contemplative, contemplating your, your new habits or your new resolutions. And I, I'd like to take a different approach. And this new year, I invite you to examine for a moment some basic fundamentals rather than making new promises this month and then go through all the angst in the other 11 months of the year, trying to hold yourself to those promises, I'd like to invite you to set aside some time this week and examine some core beliefs that you live by. And here's the journal prompt for this week. Very simply, what compass do you use to guide your path in life? What compass do you use? What is your true north? Are there some guiding principles that you use to help you navigate through life's decisions that you make, especially the big decisions, but it could be the small decisions too. Do you have any overriding principles that you live by? Or do you just randomly choose things based on what you feel in the moment? And is that okay with you? It might be fine. You know, I bring this prompt up today in part because my guest today, I mentioned Joan Port. She's a karmic astrologer. And this is the first time that I've ever had an astrologer on the show. And those of you who know me fairly well, somewhat well, you know this is a little bit unusual for me. And everything that you'll hear Joan talking about today has to do with, you know, looking at the positions of the stars and the planets for some guidance in life. And she'll be the first one to tell you, and this is one of the reasons I I so respect her, is that she'll tell you there's not answers up there in the sky. There's no answers for life. You know, you're going to have to come up with your own answers. But she looks heavenward for signs and indicators, uh, and she makes choices based on what she sees is going to be more beneficial. And she's very good at what she does, and she loves to help other people. She likes to say that she is our celestial GPS And let me tell you, speaking of GPS, she's a heck of a lot more helpful than Siri. (laughs) But whether you believe in what she says or not, or you're somewhere like me, you're somewhere in between, sort of open-minded, but you have some doubts, I'd like to invite you to consider this week, what do you use for guidance in making your decisions, big or small or otherwise? And, you know, some people, they're going to have an answer immediately. They'll know exactly. If you're one of those people, I might suggest that this journal prompt is still just as important for you than for anyone. My dad is a great example of this. Uh, My dad has two principles that he lives by, and anyone who knows him knows that everything he does, every choice that he wrestles with, is made by weighing out these two principles. Number one, will this make world a better place? And number two, will this help me to take pleasure in life without hurting other people? And he spent over 50 years arriving at those two principles. Those are his two commandments, he likes to call them. He lives by the two commandments. Make the world a better place and take pleasure in life without hurting other people. And even still, My dad, if you're listening to this, he will say that not every choice is an easy one. There's still a lot of gray area and a lot of journal writing to go through just to come to terms with what those two principles, but he's sure that those two things. I know I was sure at a time in my life when I was a teenager, I was really quick when somebody asked me what's my purpose or my overriding compass in life, and for me it was the Bible, everything I needed to know, any problem that I needed to solve, you know, was contained in those thin pages of my leather-bound Bible. And, you know, I could, you know, pray and find some scriptures, and it would point me in the right direction. I just had total faith. And all of that worked really great until I think I was about 18, 19 years old, and I had some really tough and important decisions, uh, life choices that I had to make, choices like You know, what am I actually going to be when I grow up? Not just fantasize, but what am I actually, what major in college was I going to take? What college should I even go to? Should I live with my mom or live with my dad? I could not find any chapter or verse that answered these questions. And I realized, you know, the Bible's great. Don't mean to put down the Bible at all. But I realized that the Bible was a big book and it was written over many different generations for many different audiences and it was used in many different purposes and it didn't have those answers spelled out for me i had to find something that i would use as my guiding principles in life other than just saying the holy bible and i've had to come back to that question in my journal many many times so what standards do you use to guide your choices in life? That's just the question. I offer it to you. You can do whatever you like with it. Am I following my parents' plan for my life? Am I following my employers' plan for my life? Am I following my feelings? Is there some higher purpose I'm clinging to? What is it? How can I tell when I'm following it? Or maybe you don't have any single source that you turn to and perhaps you know your journal prompt this week is You know, to explore why that is and whether you're comfortable with that. Take it any way you like. It's simply a prompt. Personally, I feel it's healthy for your mind, body, and spirit. Yes, even your body. I think it's important to spend time thinking about your core beliefs and what you use to guide you. So that's my offering, Journaling with the Stars, this week. Let me tell you a little bit about Joan Port. Before I cue up the interview that I had with her, I'd love to share the story of how I met her. As I mentioned, this is a little unusual for me, I'm not the type of person who is easily convinced about mystical things like palm readings and psychics and tarot cards. It takes a lot of evidence for me to keep my mind a little bit open towards those things. I've met people who have, you know, very interesting, very interesting powers. And I don't really know what to make of it. And it's very intriguing, but it takes a lot for me to really fully cling. One day, I got a gift from Mary McCarthy, a good friend of mine, a fellow journaling coach in the Boston area. And she sent me this email asking me for my date of birth, my the time and location of my birth, and within a few days, I got back this recording. It was an mp3 file attached to an email, and it had some other attachments, some pictures that had symbols that looked like a big pie, and she explained, Joan Port, the recording, the mp3 was Joan Port, the same voice that you're about to hear, sharing and explaining my birth chart one piece at a time and giving me very full and detailed explanations about all the basics of astrology one thing i love about joan she is simple she is clear she is straightforward she tells you what she sees in in the sky and your chart and why she sees it and what i love is you could tell it's very obvious she's not doing any voodoo or psychic readings you know she's just using the elements in the sky as her cues and you know, the amazing thing, Joan knew nothing about me. She just got this information from Mary McCarthy, my friend, passed this along to her, my birth information. And, you know, sometimes you go into, I don't know if you've ever been to like one of those palm reader shops or something, you know, the little, little place where they'll read your palm. And you sit in front of somebody and you have that Interaction with them. They, they're reading your body, your gestures, your cues, your facial cues, all that kind of stuff. They ask you questions, and the real good ones you know, they can kind of trick you into giving information, right? They can be kind of clever about it. And they can read what you're thinking by just how you're acting and and feed things back to you as if they were actually reading something psychically. And maybe that, you know, maybe that is an art to it. Maybe that's what their skill is. But This was totally different because I had no contact with Joan whatsoever. This was a completely one-way conversation, and Joan read to me my birth chart, explained the positions of the planets and what that all meant in different aspects of my life, different areas of energy, and something I would never imagine held any significance, you know, like where the planets were when I was born. It just I never would have imagined that that would have had any bearing on who I am today. You know, 43 years, almost 44 years later, and what's so spooky cool is that she was dead on accurate. I mean, it was it was spooky. And I've been following Joan ever since. She's got a podcast, Joan's Astrology. If you go to joanport.com, we'll share the address in a little bit. I've ordered other charts. So when my friends have birthdays or Christmas holiday or New Year's, like I did this just recently for a friend, order up a chart and freak them out. You know, it's kind of fun. I've called her up and I've asked her, you know, hey, I've heard somebody tell me that there's a retrograde happening. What does that mean for me? She's such she's become an Internet pal. And last summer... She invited me as a guest on her podcast. She has a podcast too. It's on webtalkradio.net. I'll share the link to that interview in the show notes for today's episode. But Joan just gives great sound, logical advice. I love chatting with her. I think you're going to love meeting her. She makes me laugh. She's, uh, you know, truly has made me enjoy learning about the sky. And she knows, here's the funny thing, is that she knows how skeptical I am about all these things. And and she's even articulated my skepticism using the elements that she sees in my own chart. Like <laughs> She'll point to this and say, the reason why you're skeptical about this, and she'll describe it so perfectly, like she knows exactly why I'm skeptical about all this. Anyway, I've practically shared her bio with you in this quick introduction. But I'd like to formally introduce you now to Joan Port, a blogger who has been tinkering with the study of the stars and planets ever since she was in grammar school. She's been interested and successful uh, with her podcast called Joan's Astrology, as I mentioned, and she's the author of a book called Signs of the Tines, you know, like forks have tines. Very clever title of a book for an astrological cookbook. She wrote the book Signs of the Tines. So today she's going to dispel a few common myths and misconceptions about astrology. She's going to share what it means to be a karmic astrologer. She's going to talk about her connection with uh, astrology and food. And, yes, she's going to talk about her journal writing practice and how journaling has helped her in all of this. And, you know, like I said, whether you believe that the stars and the planets have anything to do with who you are. There's so many different aspects of what uh, is going on in the sky that the information in the sky could simply be a journaling prompt. It's it's really, like she says, there's no answers up there. There's very interesting guiding principles, and I find it fascinating. And like I said, I'm a skeptic. So please enjoy this interview with Joan Port and here with the program on journal talk we have joan port the astrologer and a dear dear friend hello joan how are you nathan how are you i'm doing good i'm so glad to have you here
3: oh i am so excited to be here you are like you know my favorite journaler (laughs) On the west coast, because we both know one on the east coast who will come and beat me if I say.
2: Oh. You're
3: my so you're my favorite on the west coast, so now I won't get beaten.
2: There you go. There you go. <laughs> and and knowing Mary L. McCarthy, she would never beat you. She she would just give you that little tisk tisk. <laughs> 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 uh, we both love Mary. And and in fact, I met you through Mary and maybe we could start there. I met you through Mary. Mary McCarthy sent me this amazing recording that you had done. I met you through your voice, a voice recording that you had sent. And I was floored. And as you know, and I, I'm pretty sure people in uh, the Journal Talk audience probably know about me. I, I'm not the first one to line up at the, uh, you know, the, the showcase of astrology showdown. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would not be in the first in line. So I, I come with a, a certain amount of skepticism. But when I heard what you had said about me, and about my stars and about my past lives, and I, I, my, I had to admit, there's something about this i want to i want to know more so thanks for coming on the show and could you tell us joan maybe start off by saying a little bit about what astrology is and what it isn't and and what it how it works
3: thank you what it is is the ability to read the energy in the sky we all know that we are made up of energy everything has various energy levels okay And we all know that the universe emits a certain amount of energy. It emits light. It emits heat, in some cases, Mm. like the sun. And that energy is there for a reason. And when we are born, we are born at a time, in a place, you know, a certain day, whatever, that tells us how to best Live this life. And when I say that, I don't mean it's you know written in the stars, as my Aunt Josie used to say, everything was written in the stars. There is free will. But as we go through the journey of our souls coming back and learning, and coming back and learning, you're born there for a reason to learn certain lessons, to get certain energetic impulses. And that's why I call Mm. myself your astrological GPS, because. I'm the one who's going to help you read that so that you can take the right path. Yeah, you could do the same old thing over and over and over and over again. But as I always say to my clients, if you're going to go through all the aggravation, all the energy, all the, you know, of, of being reborn, you might as well learn the lesson and not keep repeating things over and over. So astrology is reading the energies of the planets, the stars, the universes, in my case, I do it more with an evolutionary karmic bent, but there are all kinds of astrologers mm-hmm. that read various energy.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd like to get into a little bit more detail as we go, but could you share, you know, the, the first two minutes that you put at the beginning of each one of your recordings where you talk about this is a chart and here's what it means and what I'm looking at, you know, tell us what we're looking at when we, when we look at a chart that, that you read.
3: that came about. So I have a very dear friend who's, who's a no nonsense Leo type. And I went through this whole description of the stars and the times and blah, blah, blah. And she said, but I just want to know what that thing is sitting there in that house. And what does it mean? And I realized, and and I think we all do this when we're so comfortable with what we do, we tend to assume that everybody knows everything. Yes. (laughs) So I was like, Oh, and she's actually one of the reasons why I do that two-minute opening because I realize, oh, okay, you're saying first house, rising set. So you, you might not know first house from, a, from an antelope, you know, so now I have to do this, and I had a very interesting experience. I had to do a chart reading for a woman who was blind, mm. and, and, you know, she has some kind of equipment, and you're a techie more than me, that she can, you know, put in. Obviously, the audio part was no problem, but the the written part, where I include, you know, in, in glyphs and whatever, she can actually. She has some kind of a reader oh. that she puts it in and it reads back. But to go around the chart and say, okay, first house rising sign, you know, that's on the left side, and she did have vision at one point, so circular and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff she could see. But what that's what I do because it is a map of the sky. And I want you to feel it. I want you to hold it over your head, you know, and say, okay, east, first house, that's the east. All right, this is the west. This is the this. To really, you know, get into it and, and feel it. So mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. I take that time to say, okay, this, there's 12 pieces of the pie. And it starts, and why are there 12? Well, you have to ask some ancient Sumerian. And if you find one, you know, <laughs> he'll tell you why. But they use the number 12, and you could get into a whole thing on the mystical number 12. It's a very, I mean, you know, 3, 7, 12. These are numbers that have been used from the ancient times. It's yes. having mm-hmm. an, a special energetic thing. So there's these 12 houses. The first house is on the east. That's why it's called rising sign. because Ah, the sun okay. Is on the east. Right. So if you were born, you know, at a specific time, uh, like you were born at night, 530, I have your chart in front of me. Your sun is way over on the western horizon because it was about to quote unquote set. Mm -hmm. So this is, you know, and then we go through what each house, what the energy of each house contains and why you have these planets in there. And one thing I always say, if you have a house that is empty mm. don't panic i've had people like oh my god my fifth house is empty i'll never have children <laughs> i'll never get no. you know it's very common to have empty houses just breathe you know and, uh-huh, and that's uh-huh. what i try to take people through in that beginning piece
2: yeah yeah and it's so helpful and you're right that people i'm sure there are people who've heard it there's probably people who study it and you know and I'm not sure how many in my in my journal talk audience here might might be among that group, but I know for me it was a complete mystery. And I, when you when you shared that it was a you know a picture of the sky at the moment I was born, from the location I was born, that really helped me understand, okay, she's just she's just doing a a, a geographical map of the sky and telling and, and putting some meanings on on these energies. And that was really, really, really helpful. Joan, could you maybe dispel a couple of myths about, you know, there's some jargon that people throw around all the time, you've already been talking about these houses, and that that was helpful to understand how it's broken into 12. The other thing is, you know, I hear that, you know, like I'm an Aries. But when you shared with me that I'm not just an Aries, that's, that's one sign of mine, but I have, an, I have other signs. Tell about that. You are an
3: international man of mystery. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I had a, you know, you always learn lessons from things that go wrong. When I was first, first learning astrology, before I even knew about the evolutionary piece, I had my chart done from a woman who was supposed to be, you know, this great astrologer, and she was. But I didn't understand, even though I had rudimentary information, I didn't understand half of what she was saying because she's talking about quintiles and Quintuxes and semi-squares. And I'm like, no one's ever going to understand that. All she <laughs> was doing was telling me how much she knew about astrology. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help me. So, yes, you are you are an Aries, the sign of Adolf Hitler. I just like <gasps> that.
2: <laughs> hey. <laughs> you
3: know I was gonna zap you. So you are an Aries by sunset, but that rising sign that I talked about, that one that's on that eastern horizon is Libra. And by the way, so is mine. That's one of the reasons why we get along. We're both Libra rising.
2: Ah, uh, okay.
3: Libra rising. I mean a rising sign, regardless of what it is, is a much more important personality indicator. Of this, of who you are, than that sun sign. In fact, I have done complete charts and never even talked about the sun. Wow! We're wow. so hung up here in the West about the sun. Where's your sun? We're, you know, don't know a bar. Where's your sun sign, honey? Well,
2: yeah, that's like oh. the, the famous uh, pickup line in a bar or something. Hey, what's your sign? And and they, you know, people are trying to connect with each other based on that and. Now it makes sense why that seems so random and haphazard to base something on that, if that's not even really the best indicator of personality. That
3: kind of stuff has set astrology back that and those stupid things in the paper every day. You know, if you're a Scorpio, you know, you're going to get hit by a truck today. You know, it's just, <laughs> just dreadful. <laughs> but yes, that rising sign—that's your personality. So we Librans, by nature, and of course, then I would say, oh, where's their Venus? Because Libra rules Venus. So I'm giving you a real quick and dirty here. But in general, we Libran risings are people people. In fact, we can be so people people. We can be codependent, mm. but we're always concerned with the other. We're more outgoing. We're entertainers. We like people. We need that feedback from people. So. I see Libra rising. I say, okay, this, you know, certain things. Then I say, okay, what rules Libra, Venus? All right, where is their Venus? And then I take it from there. what's What house is it? What, in your case, it's in Pisces, which is why you are such a warm, sympathetic soul. Mm. Uh, and, and it's funny because your Venus is in the sixth house, the house of healing, so your rising sign is all about reaching out to people to heal and, and help them, which is exactly what you do. Well, that's which
2: what is, we're, yeah, that's the that's passion, clarity and purpose. That's this, this podcast, everything. Yeah,
3: everything. everything. <laughs> and, and you also have the moon right on there in Libra. So you are someone whose emotions can maybe get a little bit the better of them. Uh, but you're someone who feels very deeply so this is the kind of stuff i mean i was teasing about the the hitler crack but okay sun and aries big deal there's a zillion million billion people i need to see the whole person
2: yeah yeah and then
3: i look to the south node and i think we're going to get into karmic stuff but that's another what's your south node that's another huge personality indicator so sun is not that sexy sorry
2: yeah yeah thank you that's uh makes so much sense that's that the way that you describe it, the way that you know you pull these elements together and you say these things, I really relate. I and and I and I'm the biggest skeptic, so it, it really says something about your methodology. I, I appreciate it, Joan. Can you tell us to switch the subject just only slightly? How could cooking and the kitchen and foods possibly relate to all the stuff we've been talking about?
3: Because I'm Italian and. Food- <laughs> To everything when you're Italian. <laughs> and that's it. Well, part of it is, I do love to cook and I love to have people over. And, you know, I come from a big, crazy Italian family with crazy Italian aunts who are always in the kitchen. Uh-huh. And, and so a friend of mine said to me one day, You like to cook and you are an astrologer. Why don't you do a cookbook? I was like, Oh, okay. So I looked, and I saw what kind of cookbooks. And the cookbooks out there for astrology, frankly, were like, if you're a Scorpio and you're looking for the love of your life, this is what you have to cook. for. if you're trying to get that Scorpio man or that Leo man, and I'm like, oh, God. So I said, no, I'm going to do a, a comprehensive. So that's why I called it, you know, Signs of the Times, the ultimate astrological cookbook, mm. because it's not just – Oh, you want to date a, you know a Pisces you got to cook fish for them, you know that kind of stuff right I say,
2: right right so
1: what's so what's your
3: sun sign what's your rising sign and and then i did a thing on health you know if you what's your sixth house the sign of health you might want to eat these foods to boost your health and mm. you know so i really got into it and made it more comprehensive
2: yeah yeah and i love how you kind of steer away from the cliche and make a lot more it's it's so creative i mean that it's epic i mean to combine those two things in the way that you do so the name of your book is signs of the tines t-i-n-e-s very clever so clever
3: thank you that's that wasn't my i didn't come up with that my dear friend karen Rugg of car lane communications she is fantastic
2: that's great
3: came up with that so that was totally she's one of these people that I said cookbook and she looked at me said signs of the times she's got this brain but yes thank you it's signs of the times that's great that's a logical cookbook
2: all right. Well, since this is a journaling podcast, I, I do need to ask you, and I know, I know that you're a journal writer, and any, any friend of Mary McCarthy must be a journal writer. must be a journal writer. <laughs> must, be, journal <laughs> must writer. be. So share a little bit about your journaling routine, and, and what's your favorite way to write?
3: Hanging upside down. Now, um, <laughs> I, I have this affliction in that I am a Gemini south node. I have a lot of Gemini energy, and we Gemini's, you know, and this is, well, I'll get into this when we talk about past lives, but I could never figure out why I was a sort of jumpy, kind of moving around kind of kid, and, you know, always, you know, because I'm like, I don't have that in my chart until I found out I was a Gemini in my past life, so being a Gemini, we tend to be a little bit on the scattered side, so it was a little hard for me to journal in the beginning, and, and mm. all teasing about Mary aside, she's the one who really helped me because, you know, you have in your mind the idea that you must, you know, I have to wake up, and I must write, you know, 5,000 pages, and <laughs> then, I, you know, the, yeah, and yeah. I was like, I don't, you know, I don't get up, I want to go, I'm one of these people that wakes up and starts moving, and I don't have time, and she said to me, why don't you do it at night? <laughs> but,
2: what?
3: Oh, yeah.
2: oh, <laughs> I can I can write at night. Yeah,
3: like really, you know. And she's like, "You have, you know, when is your downtime?" Well, you know, I get a little slow around four o'clock. Well, why don't you go make a cup of tea and sit down at four o'clock and write three
2: things? Very oh, nice.
3: you know. Okay, so that's sort of my thing. I, I Mary's do it.
2: great. Mary's great, and it's, it's just like you said about astrology. It's like there's so many things that have set it back. You know, journal writing it takes such a takes such a bad rap from people who you know have these crazy ideas about one way it has to be it's your way
3: exactly now see when i i have the great good fortune to spend most of august in and most of july and August in maine because i live now in northern virginia where the summer is horrible and (laughs) so what i do there because it's a different way of of life i'm not always running up there i get up in the morning and i walk like a mile and a half to the beach I've got my little book with me and I sit down at 7 30 8 o'clock in the morning at the beach which mm. is like the best way to journal I mean mm. you're sitting at the beach and I do it there and it's like okay this fits for my life there this fits for my life here you know it's like yeah. when I, yeah when I do charts and people say oh how am I going to do all this I'm like do it a little bit here make a little change there and that's how I I've come to journaling and it's I've gotten so much more out of it because it's not like, Oh, I got to sit here right now and do this. I hate to, it becomes like school. So yes. it, it's just, I just fit it in to suit my crazy Gemini background. And it's wonderful.
2: Yeah, very good. And does, does journal writing help you in any way with your work and with, you know, reading the charts and, and talking to people? How, how does it fit in with any of that? Or does it?
3: It does because what I've realized since I've been, you know, I've known Mary, I guess, about a year and a half. I've known you almost a year now, I guess. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Far. Yep.
3: Uh, you poor thing. And <laughs> what I found was the idea of being more aware of the idea that I have to look at that aspect. That's one thing I can say. So if I look at you and I see your chart is as wacky as mine and you've got this crazy energy. I'll say, you know, you can actually take a minute to collect your thoughts and you can do it this way. And I have referred people to both you and Mary because oh, nice. they work it into your way. So the biggest way and there are other ways that journaling has helped me sort of center and, you know, come down when I because when I do a chart, I like to I, mean, I don't have a ritual. I'm from New Jersey. We don't do rituals. <laughs>
2: No, but you get into it. I love yeah. how you get into it, and I can tell from your recordings that you're just you're just really authentically speaking from your heart. You know, you have you, there's no script, and so, it's beautiful the way you do it.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, and you don't want to screw. I mean, it is kind of, and I hate spooky spooky talk, but it is kind of sacred. I mean, you are looking at someone's birth chart. You know, mm-hmm. that's pretty, pretty special. But the other thing that it has helped me to, to do and sort of visualizing this is to say to someone, have you written this down? Because we don't write anymore. You know, mm-hmm. as you know, you mm-hmm. know, we're not. Oh, yeah. Right. A, a journal. That's what they used to do in the Civil War. And I've had people come <laughs> back to me and said, oh, you're right. You know, I just sat down and wrote a page and everything became clearer. You know, so it's, it's you guys have really boosted my ability to help folks, which is always a wonderful. thing.
2: Great, great. That's super. Thank you. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that that I'm doing my job in the healing in the, in, in whatever. Yeah. yeah, whatever house that was. on the was it, was it Gemini? Which one was it?
3: Well, sixth house is the house of health. And that's where your Venus is.
2: That's right. Yes. Yeah. Is. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And yeah, Venus. Is, yeah. Very good. I won't memorize these things, but they're beautiful, and I I, I love the way you bring them all together. When we come back, I want to hear, we'll get into the special format that Joan uses. It's not only about this life that we're in right now, there's this concept of a past life and where we're going, a future life, and I'll, I'll have you share about that. Thanks very much, Joan. We'll be right back. You're listening to Journal Talk
0: podcast featuring techniques, inspiration, and expert interviews for journal writing. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach Nathan directly through email at Nathan at EasyJournaling.com. If you have a question for our Journal Talk Q&A session, please leave a voice message on the Journal Talk listener hotline at 1-805-751-6280. We'll send you a thank you gift if we feature your question on an episode of Journal Talk Q&A. Thanks for sharing your voice. And now, back to more Journal Talk.
2: All right, welcome back to Journal Talk. My guest is astrologer and I wouldn't say chef, but cook, cook, cook. cook. Yes, yes. cook extraordinaire and she <laughs> blends these two things and they and they come out great. And I've never tasted any uh, tasted any of your cooking, Joan, but I've seen some of the recipes that you have in your book Signs of the Tines and amazing stuff and I, I listened to your podcast. We'll we'll talk a little bit about that. I want to ask you about the past lives and future lives. Now, I can get my head around, you know, the map of the stars at the time that I'm born and the energy... Of course, it does take a, a little bit of faith. Somebody needs to jump on the idea that, you know, there are multiple lives. That one's not too difficult for me. I can, I can grab onto that. I, I think we are an evolution of intelligence, and we're growing and we're learning. And it would make sense to me that we would come back and apply lessons from a past life to improve the world, make it a more enjoyable place to inhabit. And uh, spiritually speaking, it, it kind of makes sense tell us about your unique flavor of astrological readings and how is it that you can see anything about a past life
3: well i had the great good fortune to study under an amazing astrologer even though i hate him because he's about 20 years younger than me and he's a genius but he is wonderful <laughs> his name is adam gainsberg and he developed evolutionary astrology has been around but he developed this School, if you will, called Soul Sign, where he defines by the south node, and the south node is a marking on the moon. You know, like it's an invisible marking where the moon goes around us, like the axis on the earth, where we go around the sun, but where that node is tipping and what constellation it is tipping, where it's pointing towards, tells us where your past life was mm. so i can look at now i'm not a past life regressionist i know several who are excellent but i am not one so i'm not going to tell you you were cleopatra everybody thinks they're cleopatra <laughs> I'm, you know I, but <laughs> or I some to, famous
2: king or something yeah right
3: king tat cleopatra abraham lincoln blah 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 but uh, i will tell you these are the types of lives that you led and this is the energy and this, you know, was the influence that your mother had, your father had, blah, blah, blah. And these are either positives that you've gotten out of that or hurdles that you need to overcome. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just saying before, this past life, this south node is also another huge personality indicator because like I said, when I was a kid, you know, the jumpy nervous always moving around reading and I still read, you know, I have 10 books on my nightstand and I was saying, but. When I started studying astrology I said I don't have any earth signs in my chart. No. I should be This doesn't make sense. This is not right. I have no Gemini. I have And then I found out that my south node is in Gemini and I was a Gemini and that's where I get the ability to talk your ear off, the ability to read 10 books at one time, to multitask like mad. So it tells us so much about our personality now as well as telling us what we have to, you know, polish up or overcome. From the past.
2: Yes. Yeah. It's great. And I do appreciate that you don't try to get so specific that you're nailing it down to one place or one person, like you said. But the things that you were able to tell me about my potential past life and where I was coming from, it's explained so much about, you know, like you said, the challenges and a deep need to uh, overcome a personality challenge or something and, and knowing that that could have possibly traced back to a whole journey uh, of mine in the past really made it make more sense for me and i appreciated the style and and you kind of gave a flavor of what i might have been doing or what what role i played in society and you could tell all that from looking at the the chart friends out in journal talk if you want to give your friends or family, a spooky but amazingly insightful gift, just like Mary McCarthy did for me and got a recording of Joan's to me. You can do this for your friends also. You can send Joan an email or actually there's a website that you've got a really nice website, by the way, I've noticed how you've revamped at JoanPort.com. You can go on there and you can tell Joan a friend's information and she will provide you this gift reading that you can forward to them and really you'll learn about them but then also your friend or family member will be delightfully spooked i would th- i would i would say it is a it is a spooky but really insightful surprisingly insightful reading joan how how does that work what what do people need what information do they need to provide you so that you can do an accurate reading
3: Thank you. I need, well, obviously their names, so I could put it on the chart and make it look pretty. But the information I need is the time, the place, you know, the city, state, or country. It doesn't have to be in the U.S. I can do any, you know, I've done ones in very far off places. Time, place, and date, including the year of birth. If you don't know the time, we can do something to hone it down it's a it's a process but we can work through it so don't let that completely frighten you off but the closer you have to the exact time would be the best
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's great and i i would not have even thought that the time mattered when i first learned about this but then of course that really judges that you know there's small differences in where you know the stars are in the sky from the beginning of the day to the end of the day so that made a lot of sense and Joan, how do people reach you and tell us about your podcast?
3: Oh, thank you. My website that you said was uh, alluded to was Joan Port, and I have a weird name. So it's Joan, and no one knows how to spell Joan anymore. Can't go to Starbucks and get a coffee and haven't spelled <laughs> it wrong. It's Joan Port, J-O-A-N, and P is in Peter, O-R-T-E dot com. And if you want to shoot me an email, it's Jones astrology at Mm gmail.com so that's the best way to get in touch with me and yes you would get a copy of the you know picture of that sky something i call astro notes which explains what i'm about to say and then about a 45 to 60 minute audio tape of me describing it so, it's, I call it the most personalized gift under the sun. <laughs> and um, the podcast, thank you very much, is Astrological Cook on Web Talk Radio. So, if you go to webtalkradio.net or just type in Astrological Cook at Web Talk Radio, oh, we come out every other week and we combine, you know, something about astrology, but we also have guests. You were very kind to be a guest on our show.
2: Mm-hmm, I love and- that.
3: Uh, Thank you. And, you know, if we have someone like you, we'll talk about the Ninth House. We'll talk about healing. You know, so I I have a topic. I see how it relates to astrology. I have the guest on. And then I throw in a recipe at the end that... With the theme, which is so much fun to come up with a recipe every time
2: you're just bursting with creativity i just <laughs> I, I it's so amazing how you fold all that stuff together and and i listen to the show and i like the way you take you know whatever's going on in the sky or it's not even time specific because we're in podcast land so people could be listening to this anytime but you pick some element like you said a theme and then you relate it to the interview person your your guest and and what they're up to i it's It's really. I've learned a lot about podcast format from you. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Thank you.
2: It's great. Great. Do you have anything else you would like to share with the Journal Talk listeners?
3: Well, it's just not to be afraid of astrology. I, you know, part of the reason why I joke around, I don't joke about the astrology, but I do, you know, have a more relaxed attitude. Is because I really dislike what I call the saffron robe crowd. I mean, some of these people in all forms of metaphysics just take themselves so seriously that it's kind of off putting, mm-hmm. you know, it's like there's some kind of guru and they know, and, and I don't like that. And it's one of the reasons like, I why I've always liked John Edward, the psychic, you know, he's a kid sort of from my neighborhood. He's from New York, mm-hmm. you know, half Irish, half Italian. And when he does a reading, he blows you away with the reading, but he doesn't take himself. He's still that kid from New York, and I really appreciate that energy. So if you have been afraid of astrology because you know it, it seems a little too woo-woo, too pretentious, too nonsensical, You might want to give my readings a try because I don't take myself seriously, but I take your chart seriously.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well said. Thank you very much. And when they go to the website and they put in their information, tell us about the price, how much that is. And do you have any special offers for Journal Talk listeners, please?
3: I do. I do. Actually, if you are a Journal Talk listener, you might want to drop me an email. At Jones Astrology, J-O-A-N-S Astrology at Gmail. And tell me, you know, Emma Journal talk, because the normal rate is $95 for a birth reading. But if you tell me that you are an aficionado of the great Nathan, <laughs> then I will cut $20 off. And so I'll give it to you for $75. So if you just let me know, then we could do a PayPal invoice you know, send me time, place, date. And, you know, we could do it that way instead of ordering online on the website, joanport.com, which is, you know, will be more expensive.
2: Yeah, very good. Well, thank you for doing that, Joan. I really appreciate it. And I hope people really take advantage of it because it is a wow experience. I've never, I'm not, again, just, I'm not, I'm not the astrology type. It took me uh, a couple of listenings to really Say there is something so unusual about this. I I like it, and and now look, I'm downloading your podcast every week <laughs> onto my onto my phone. I can't believe it. <laughs> <And> I
3: appreciated <laughs> you saying from the beginning. You know, I'm really skeptical. If Mary didn't do this, I probably wouldn't do it. And and you didn't just like. Oh, you know, I love astrology. You really, you know, said what was true and you followed through and you came to it slowly. And I appreciate that honesty.
2: Yeah, well, I wanted you to know it was I, I wasn't expecting to get so much out of it. And and I didn't want to disappoint you. I was, you know, I had to come clean in the beginning because I I, I assumed that I was going to disappoint you. You see, that's
3: <laughs> Libra. That's funny.
2: Oh, that's funny. All right. Very good. Joan, thank you so much for your time. This has been really fun, as usual. Talking with you is fun and and wise, and I I feel smarter for having had this conversation.
3: Thank you. It was a blast. Thank you
1: so much. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you soon. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Right for Life. A web resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journal writing. Find us online at www.writeforlife.us. Spelled W R I T E, the number 4, L I F E.us. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk.